What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hi, I'm Lisa Wisner, the host of Power Up Hero. Power Up Hero is a podcast all about living a powered up life. Because let's face it, living your best life and juggling a busy workload, that can be close to impossible. I found hundreds and hundreds of power up life hacks and systems that will help you automate your life and be time smart. So instead of spending your time, you're using it to actualize your potential. And I'm so excited for you to join me on my podcast, Power Up Hero, so you can power up your life to live to your fullest potential. Hello, everybody. I'm Lisa Wisner, the host of the Power Up Hero Show. And I'm so excited that you're here joining us today. Super excited to be celebrating Chanel Wheeler. Super excited for you to all meet Chanel Wheeler, who's a professor, author, and founder of Awesome Design Academy. Now, the Power Up Hero Show, for those of you all who don't know, is a show that's all about you. Yes, you and how you're juggling everything and you're pulling superpowers from who knows where to get it all done. We really try to show you that if you are doing those things, if you are making it happen, then you are being a hero in your life. And we truly appreciate you here, being here, watching the show, so you can learn more about how to be more heroic in your life. Because, you know, our world needs heroes today more than ever before. So this show is also about celebrating leaders in our community. So as we're celebrating Chanel, I hope you will take some time to chat with us and Tell us where you're joining from, but most importantly, ask some questions to our guests so that you can learn about how our guest is being a hero. So we'll go ahead and get started. But before we do that, I want to ask you, you know, you know, some days it may feel like it's an uphill battle, right? Hopefully you know what I mean. Sometimes it's really hard to stay positive. Sometimes it's just hard because whatever has happened, you're having an off day. And so as we're going through our show today, I'm really hoping that we'll be able to sprinkle in some tips on how you can flip that switch and change your mood instantly. Now, one of the things that I like to do, and I just did it right now, is I like peppermint oil. I don't know if you all use peppermint in your in your life, but peppermint oil kind of gives me a boost. And so I'm mentioning this because my entire office now smells like peppermint. And I love it because it kind of keeps my mind fresh and it keeps me up. Uh, awake and I think I'm feeling a bit down maybe because of the weather here in Corpus Christi we're having some rainstorms coming and so I felt like I needed some boost so I'll be sharing some tips just like the peppermint oil on how you can boost your energy instantly so that you are being heroic in everything that you're doing in your day so today we are shedding a spotlight we're shining a really bright spotlight on an outstanding individual our guest is truly on a mission to empower you with graphic design knowledge and skills to create a vehicle towards your personal and professional freedom chanel wheeler is a creative professional graphic designer professor two times author certified project management professional and the founder of Awesome Design Academy. Chanel believes that your vision will cost you something, but it will pay you so much more. And so with that, I want to introduce Chanel Wheeler. Welcome to the show, Chanel Wheeler, our power 
hero of design. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. So to be here with you, actually, I'm I'm excited to be here with you because I almost feel like I'm going to ask her all the questions about my show and how <laughs> everything is designed. And by the way, can you go to my website and tell me if it needs help? <laughs> hey, let's do it. Let's yeah. Do it. So, oh, wow. I can't believe you just said yes. Okay. So we might do that. <laughs> we might do like a real quick like sesh of you, you giving me some, some tips because I didn't go to design school. But That's I also okay. want to mention that uh, one of the things that's super exciting about you and will unpack this in a little bit is um you know you do this thing where you kind of leapt into this career that, that, that you love right and and I really want to unpack that for everybody and as I was going through your bio I mean you we could talk on and on about all the amazing things you've done which we'll unpack here but you know 15 years as a professional you know working with fortune 500 clients corporate brands you know you know, it's just, I think for me, so exciting to talk to somebody who's actually in the trenches doing the heavy lift, right? So you have actually done this work. You're not just a, went to college and I know how to use Photoshop or whatever, right? right. Like you're doing this work. And so super excited to talk to you more about how you are being our power up hero of design. Yeah. So to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about your career and the work that you're doing and um, yeah, and how you got started and in being interested in design. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for having me here. And uh, I love talking about design. I live it and breathe it every day. Um, but really, it just got started uh, really from a young age, just being creative. I'm originally from uh, Baltimore, Maryland. I'm only child, not spoiled, however. I know people think that, but definitely not spoiled. Um, and I'm an introvert. I was very introverted as a child. I actually grew up between uh, two cities my whole entire childhood through uh, before I went going to college. So basically, I uh, was born in Baltimore, but we actually lived uh, in the suburbs of D.C., Germantown, Maryland. And so throughout the weeks, I would be in Germantown. But on the weekends, we would go to Baltimore for church and then visit family. And we did this like every single week from childhood all the way until I left for college. Wow. So it was... Uh, difficult for me to find my identity at the time. I didn't have a lot of confidence because uh, when I was in Baltimore, everyone looked like me. It was in some of the rougher parts of the city, um, but people would sometimes make fun of me because I talk different than they did. Uh, I don't have really that Baltimore accent. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what does that sound like? I don't know what, what, what this accent is. <laughs> yeah, well, you can if, go watch The Wire or something like that. And okay. you'll, you'll hear that, those, those do too. It's a little bit, it's a cool accent. I really like yeah. it. Um, it comes out when I get excited sometimes, yeah. but um, you can't really hear it in my voice. Yeah, I would be in the suburbs of DC in Germantown. Uh, you know, I didn't have as many people who looked like me, so I was always struggling in, in between these two worlds, trying to figure out my identity. I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself at the time, but the two things that I definitely was confident in was uh, first of all, my faith, my belief in God, and then second. I was confident in my creative creativity. Like I was such a creative person. I was doing all kinds of things. I was drawing, painting, playing instruments, cooking, chemistry sets, Legos, model cars, whatever you, I could get into, I was doing all that stuff. And so I really found my strength in creativity and just making things, making kind of my own reality in my room by myself yeah, and that's kind of how I developed into this path of design. Mm -hmm. uh, once I found out uh, 
well, as I, as, I, as I was progressing into high school, I was like, am I going to be able to like do this as a job? Like just job, just like draw and paint, you know, for the rest of my life. And yeah. uh, luckily I was introduced to design in high school. And from there I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is like a mix between technology and art. And when I found that out, I just took it and ran with it. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think we've just unpacked that from, from a very early age, you were already into the arts, into being creative, right? Creating mm -hmm. and bringing things together. And that's important, right? To, I guess, also identify the fact that sometimes the, uh, we have our blueprint, right? Our blueprint may be already set from a young age of where we may end up and be happy, right? In our career, I'm assuming you're happy in design. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how you're having so much success in this. <laughs> yeah, so um, before we go any further, we have some awesome fans watching. We have Sosa, how's it going? Thank you so much for watching. And then we also have, I think you know this person. This is one of our Power Up heroes. I think episode 27 or something like that. This is our Power Up hero of motivation, I think. I can't remember what Leticia was, but yes. As you can see, like emojis, right? So there yep, you go. That's girl right there. There she goes. This is our hype person, Leticia Wilson. <laughs> so excited to see my best friend. So your best friend being highlighted, power up hero for sure. And my daughter would love to meet you. Awesome. Wow. Okay, so we have somebody. We we have a possible fan who is watching and possibly wanting to have a career just like yours. So perfect. Thank you, Thank you for being here, Jayla Sosa. Yes. So let's go ahead and learn more. So you're in high school, you do, you're, you, sorry, you're in school, right? You start really enjoying design and then you go into, um, I think you said graphic design where you were using technology. And mm -hmm. so tell us how that maybe grew into going to college possibly, or what did you do? What was the next thing? Yeah, so I, like I said, in 11th grade, I found out there was a graphic design class we learned. If anybody knows about these old school programs, it was painter and poser. That's what we were learning. And that's yeah. some old stuff. And that was so exciting to me. So the senior year of high school, I actually went to a special trade school in the morning just for graphic design for like four hours where they taught us how to learn a screen printing. They taught us how to run an offset press. We learned Adobe programs. We actually were in the trenches using our hands doing things. And so I got a really good head start uh, learning about design, even in high school. And then from there, I went on to the Ohio State University, go Bucks, uh, okay. to, to study graphic design there. Um, and then later on in life, I did some graduate study at Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta. Um, okay, I've heard of that one. I think yeah. I've heard of that one. That was a popular yeah. one, right? <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not maybe. That's a really popular one. Yeah. There's another one in Miami that's really popular, too, for design. A lot of animators, I think, go there. Oh, I'm not full sale. Have you heard of full, full sale? sale? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, full mm -hmm. sale. That's another one that um, that I've heard of. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. So that that's a really big school. Was it difficult to get into the Savannah School of Design? Um, yeah, Ohio State actually was uh, to me even more difficult because they only accept um, about twelve to fifteen people per um, cohort, okay. and you're only uh, twice to get in. If you don't get in by your sophomore year, then that's pretty much it. Uh, so wow. it's a very good program, uh, but, but, but really great program. Really, really excellent. Yeah. Wow. So that's a big school. And to only accept 12 people. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. Crazy. You know. Oh, my gosh. So oh my yeah, gosh. It, was, it was a lot. But I, I think those, uh, I think 
those educational experiences uh, set the foundation. But even equally, I think that uh, my experience in just business and freelancing and working uh, also helped me to get to where I am today. So it's the education plus the experience that helped me to get here. So after college, did you get a job immediately? Did you become a professor immediately? Because I'm seeing you're teaching, right? So tell us, <laughs> tell us what happened. How did you really step into the career? Yeah, so I actually started stepping into it while I was in college. So uh, I got my first part-time graphic design, uh, junior graphic design job in college. Uh, but the really pivotal moment was one of my roommates, uh, Hallie, who's also one of my great friends, we started our own design business uh, because we were just trying to like pay some bills. Like we need to pay the electric bill. We were both in the design program and we're just like, let's do some flyers on campus just to see like what happens. And yeah. we had our portfolios back then. We actually had physical portfolios. Uh, yeah. Guys from back in the day knows, knows about that. And then like briefcases with like- Yeah, the really big briefcases with all your work in it. paper in there. Like what are they called? The, the sheet protectors. Yeah, we had <laughs> all that stuff. So we oh would, so we'd walk around after class and have our little clients and we would make our little $50 here or $100 there. If we, one time we made $300 and we thought we were just balling. Like, we, yeah. like we made it. Uh, yeah. But I think that moment showed us that, showed me that, okay, this is planting the seed that uh, I do want to be an entrepreneur at some point because I can see how I can create my own opportunities, Yes. Um, how I can use design to, to do that. So I think that was a good start. But then after graduating college, uh, it took me about a year to get down, down to Atlanta. I really uh, love being down here, but I probably applied to at least 100 jobs, I know for sure, before I got down here. And I even had a little bit of a roadblock getting here because once I graduated college, I moved back home for a little bit. And right when I moved back home, that's when my grandmother, she had a stroke and I had to stay home with her and take care of her for about six months till she recovered. And so it kind of put a pause on my whole trying to come to Atlanta and move. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, after she was recovered, it was like a flash. And I was able to get an internship, work that for a while in the Maryland area. And then I was kept on applying. And finally, I was hired for my first time full time graphic design job uh, in Atlanta. So just wow. came, shift and came on down. Yeah. Love that. And what was it? Do you want to tell us where you were? What was the first place you ever worked? first design company? Yeah. Uh, well, it was a travel agency type company. They're not in business right now, but it was called US Motivation. And okay. uh, it was great to be able to see other designers that look like me because mm -hmm. to be honest with you, going through the Ohio State program, uh, being in Ohio and in Maryland, I didn't really see a lot of examples of graphic designers, uh, African-American graphic designers that look like me. And uh, I actually was around the eighth person to finish from finished at the program, the Ohio State program, eighth African-American since the inception to graduate from what? the program. So not too many people had came through at that time. I'm pretty sure they have more now. But oh my goodness. Yeah. So, Trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really great to come down to Atlanta and see that there were other people, other designers who looked like me. And it was just amazing. There was a girl who walked by, she had a big Afro and I was like, wow, okay, yeah. other people do this too. And that was a great, uh, I think, kind of opening up of my career and just yeah. from there, just kept it moving. I loved it. I love it. And so I think um, it sounds like your career just kept moving 
better right you start you started like started started off and then because i know now you have your own business right so i'm trying to get right. to the point where we unpack how did you decide to now go do this on your own you're a professor you've written two books let's talk about that let's talk about how you made that shift absolutely so i think the shift came through adversity and i think once i had that first design job i actually got about maybe three or four years after that i got laid off twice in the same year and at that point i said Forget, I didn't use the word forget, but it was another word. But I forget all jobs because I am just over it. Um, and I, that was my, actually my first my first stint at entrepreneurship. Uh, me and my partner actually created a, a, a community magazine, and we did that for about a year and a half. But I wasn't really prepared at that time. So I did go back to corporate uh, after that for a few years, found out that, learned a lot of things at that time. Uh, I also attained my, my project management uh, certification at that time as well. Uh, but still, there was something in the back of my mind that was like uh, that seed that was planted back long ago, like that entrepreneurship seed. I still felt it burning like in my spirit to do that. Yeah. And the corporate scene uh, is cool. I learned a lot of things, but it really wasn't for me. And I just kept trying to get closer to freedom, trying to figure out how to do that. And so I left corporate, a really huge company, and went to go work for a startup because startups are very different than the corporate scene. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And that was a great experience in itself as well. That was a little bit closer to freedom and entrepreneurship. It still wasn't quite there yet. Uh, but during working for that startup, one of the fastest growing companies in Atlanta right now, actually, uh, that was a pivotal part of my, my career because I was able to uh, be a leader. I was able to do a really critical rebrand for the company uh, that was only done in three months with their internal team. It was a crazy project uh, that really helped pivot that company. I was able to learn how to manage other designers in that time. I was able to just really grow a lot and yeah. gain my confidence enough so, so that I could figure out, okay, now I think I'm ready to make that leap and do my own thing. So yeah. the journey. I love that. And we have Leticia saying, you know, shift came through adversity. Yes. And a diamond right there, right? Those are the diamonds that are being dropped. Thank you, Leticia. You know, one of the things you said to me was when you went to the tech startup, you started getting more responsibility and you started really seeing it's almost like it expanded your um, yes. your growth, right? In the industry, it wasn't just so much of, yes, I'm a great graphic designer or yes, I know design. But now I know the world of design, the business of design and, and how to manage people, right? So Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And yeah. you know, I think 
I'm, I'm just trying to think through like the when people are trying to make a decision to shift, right? So like here you are, sounds like we're getting there, right? You're getting to start your business. Maybe it's important to first try it out, right? In an environment that may fit, right? So going to a tech startup was great. I mean, wow, how, how awesome was that? Absolutely. It, it definitely yeah. was because you learn a lot about business, of course, and being in that environment and seeing uh, a company go from, you know, 20 something people to, you know, hundreds of people. That's a big transition to go through that because usually in the beginning, it's kind of scrappy and you don't really have a lot of process. But then as you grow, you establish all those things. And that that was that helped me a lot. But also, I think the thing that contributed to me being able to make the shift into entrepreneurship was the fact that since that time in college, when me and my roommate started freelancing, I had never stopped. So any job that I had, I always was doing my own work on the side. I was yeah. always dealing with my own clients. I was always creating my own projects, my own opportunities. And that abundance of experience is really what allowed me to have more of that business sense as well, because I was doing it for an employer, but I was also doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. I could be, I could give you so many stories, Lisa, uh, about great things that happened and crazy clients that I've had. Latina yeah. probably attest to the stories I've told her. Yeah. But all these things over time have allowed me to understand uh, what I wanted to walk into and the freedom that I wanted uh, to have. Uh, so yeah. I think all those experiences helped me to get to this point. Okay, so tell me, where do you where do you actually teach? Like, do you're a professor? Where are you teaching classes? Yeah, so I'm, I teach intro to graphic design at Capital University, which is a private college in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, and then I also teach, you know, through my business, Awesome Design Academy. Yes, and then you're the author of your you've written two books. Yes. Tell so me the about first, them. The first book is actually back here. Uh, yes. Twenty five thing. I'll just grab it since it's right here. Okay. First one is um, 25 things you should know before becoming a graphic designer. I love and that. Then, okay. And this is for anybody who's interested in design, uh, whether you're a kid or you're an adult and you want to pivot your career. Yeah. And you just have basic questions like, what do I have to do? Do I need to go to school? Do I have to know how to draw? What are some of the myths? What are some of the truths about all this? I kind of lay all that stuff out just so you mm -hmm. can have a good overview of what you can expect and what type of careers you can go into, what you can do for yourself if you want to go the entrepreneurial route. Mm -hmm. It's basically an overview of all that stuff. I love that. I love it. Oh, that is so awesome. And then the next, what is, what is the other book? Okay, I'll grab the next one. Yeah, the next one, is, uh, <laughs> the next one is called Design Insight. And it's a really colorful, pretty cool type of book. But it's basically like a, Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's basically- What's like, my kind of book? <laughs> I love <laughs> books like that. Oh. <laughs> But it's really a collection of uh, stories and experiences from other graphic designers. The first one was just from me. But this one is a collection of experiences and stories um, from others who range in experience from beginner to, you know, I've been in this game for 15, 20 years. And basically they're answering questions as well. Like, what are the insights into, desi into design? Like, what do I need to do to get into it? What are some of the projects that I've done that have helped me? What type of software do I use? So it's really just helping people to get insight into the career and figure out, is this something that I want to do as well? I love it. And I just Googled it right now. And so it's not, it's it's available on Kindle. So if you actually have Kindle, let me uh, 
bring myself back into the scene. If you have a Kindle uh, account, you can go get the book immediately right now. So I'm about to go and enjoy an awesome book. Thank you so much. Thank you. Super, super excited. Okay. So with that, I want to hear about how you started your company. So what happened? Tell us about the day it happened. And yeah. actually, if you don't mind, I, um, I have a video to share right before um, okay. you tell us that story about, you know, celebrating people who take the leap. Okay. Let's do it. It's done. My laptop is handed in. My phone is handed in. I've officially quit. I'm an entrepreneur. I could do this. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Soul Kitchen. First customer. We're up and ready. Um, I have about 124 orders to do. It's extremely stressful, frustrating. You can see the line behind me. Be done. I'm living proof they can be done. I need to do it with people that I love. We had a lot of friends and family come out and help us out. Every day is a good day. It takes real guts to run businesses through the generations. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to be here with you all celebrating Chanel Wheeler, professor, author, and founder of Awesome Design Academy. We literally just unpacked that we have our power up hero of design here. Has been designing since she was a little Chanel, just designing everything in her room with Legos or whatever she could do. And then we unpacked that she went to college, started to do some amazing work at a tech startup that actually led to the video you just watched she took the leap so we're right here and the question is how did you do it tell us about your last day tell us about how you became an entrepreneur oh man yeah it was a long time coming a lot of times when you um make the leap people are su surprised like oh you just decided to do this like no i've been thinking about this for like 10 years you just found out about this uh because i'm trying to keep a job you know <laughs> but uh Really, it started with uh, a lot of my clients that I was working with. Some of them were interested in learning design, doing some things on their own. And so probably six, seven years ago, I was tutoring here and there, meeting up with people. Some people would just request a little bit of lessons here and there. And so it started very slowly and gradually. Uh, then about three years ago, I started going into the public libraries and just doing little workshops like, uh, intro to Canva or, or Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop or graphic design fundamentals, this intro stuff. And people uh, were excited about that. And it was growing. It was happening. Then, of course, the pandemic hit. So that was an uh, interesting uh, shift uh, over the years uh, to shift from on, to being in class to now having to do something else. But being online, I found was a blessing in, dis in disguise because now um, I can reach even more people. Yeah. And I can do it faster. So I really like the online model. And from there, I've just been launching various classes, uh, usually targeting beginners, whether you are wanting to be a graphic designer or you just kind of um, are a professional that wants to get some skill under your belt uh, with graphic design to help you elevate in your career. 
Uh, and so basically I was doing those online classes, but I was still working uh, at my job doing uh, as I was doing that. Uh, but then at some point I really got tired of hearing myself uh, say I was going to do something and not do it. And I was like, when are you going to actually go out here and put your all into this awesome design academy? Because I really felt like my purpose is in uh, teaching and empowering and helping people visualize their ideas. And even though uh, the things that I learned at work, the people that I met uh, was a great experience, I just felt like I was going in, a in the wrong direction. I was doing great, but in the wrong direction. And really where I needed to be was over here. And it really presses at your heartstrings. It keeps you up late at night when you feel like you have a purpose and you're not tapping into it. It really, really can bother you. Um, and so finally it just came to a head where I kept saying, this is what I'm going to do, but I didn't actually have a plan in place to actually do it. So I finally uh, wrote my resignation letter months ahead, way before, I, I might have did it maybe a year before I even actually left my job. Uh, but I actually put a plan in place to save a certain amount of money, to create a runway for myself, to start building up more clientele, to have uh, a plan of action for the future. And then I started actually working that plan. And so I was very confident once I got to that date that I, uh, I gave myself a whole year. I said, okay, as you're teaching Awesome Design Academy on the side, just keep on doing what you're supposed to do at your job. Do it, you know, just keep on teaching and then build up towards this goal. And it was actually September uh, of last year, 2020, when I was able to make that leap. And so it's been actually a year now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So technically we should be having confetti right now here in your office too. <laughs> well, a whole year. So it's been a year since you took that leap. Yes. You know, when, when I played that video, the first thing that lady says is like, I did it. I turned in my keys. I did it all. I quit. And it just sounds like, ah, like when people say I jumped off the cliff, you jumped off the cliff and you didn't know what was coming. So yeah. it sounds like though that you made a plan, right? So it sounds yeah. like you, you built like some scaffolding, right? So that it, if, if you fell, you didn't fall like and crash, right? And burn. Exactly. You were teaching already, right? So you, so you didn't just say, I quit. I'm going to go be a, be a teacher of design. You already had clients and you did it right, right? You you kind of eased yourself into this and then it just made sense. It just made sense. So it made it the did. decision easier. I love that. So you got to make a plan. So I think that's what Let I'm me. hearing is we need to make a plan and we need to write a resignation date a year in advance or however many years it's going to take. Just write the letter and just have it circled, right? On your calendar. Absolutely. I believe in write the vision and make it plain. And then you have to work towards it. You, you have to believe that you can do it, but... Uh, faith without works is dead. So you can't just be like, I want to do this. And then you don't do anything. Like you, you have to believe, but then you have to actually execute towards that thing. And the more that you do, the more it becomes real. The less that you do, the more it's just like a thought in your mind. And it seems very far away, but every little incremental step makes that thing real to you. And one day you look up and it's actually your reality. And so yeah. even when I turned the resignation letter, the day that I did it, it was like a big sigh of relief. And then I said, hmm, you could have did that a long time ago. Like, yeah. it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, because at the end of the day, if something doesn't work out, I just believe you can just go back to what you know. So yeah. I have enough faith in my own skill and my uh, professionalism and my network that if I need to go back and get a job, that I can I can do that. Because I've had job offers offered to me during this entrepreneurial time. And so I know that uh, 
I'm going to be taken care of. God's going to take care of me no matter what happens. And so, you know, it, a lot of it's just fear that makes people not do what they know they should do. But once you yeah. do it, you're like, oh, man, that wasn't really that that big of a deal. Yeah. Uh, Leticia asks, tell us more about the runway. Tell us about the runway. Yeah. So uh, when I was, uh, before I had made my plan, um, I, but I was just talking about wanting to be entrepreneur, uh, one of my colleagues said, well, uh, what's your runway? And I didn't know what they were talking about. Like, what do you mean? They're like, well, do you have any money saved up so that like if something doesn't go right, like you have three, six, eight months of money like saved up, you know, to help you live. And I was like, oh, no, I, I don't I don't have that. I maybe have about a little piece that maybe the plane will like go a little bit. It, it won't take off, but it'll just be it'll be on the tarmac still. Uh, so I had to get that together. I had to save up some money for everyone. It's different what they may or may not do uh, for me. Uh, I saved I think I saved maybe around 20K before I, I left my my job. And uh, I was able to do that from uh, being inside all the time. Because remember, we we're going through a pandemic. So I, just, I wasn't really going to many places. And uh, also uh, just being able to freelance and have those clients that I had on the side, all those things were able to help me focus and build up that income a lot faster. So once I was focused on the plan, it was just about executing and then just when I may hit that number, then yeah. here's a resignation letter. There, there we go. Okay, I'm on my runway. And I guess the whole point here is that you're you're setting yourself up for not having income. How long can you go before your runway runs out, right? Exactly. <laughs> before no. you have to fly. Like, yeah. the pool, like how long can you go before you got to fly, right? I and the goal you. is also, too, is my goal was not to spend the runway once I got out here. Um, the runway is still in place because the goal isn't to just live off of the money you saved, but to have there as a fail safe. But I also wanted to make sure that I set up myself for success to have clients. And so actually when I left my job, my job was my first client coming out oh, of me, my first how interesting. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't have to um, burn the bridge, just walk across it and you can yeah. still keep the, the relationships with the people that you work with. And so I love that. That, was, that was pretty cool. Oh, that that is awesome. That's like the halo effect. She yeah. used to work for us and now look at her, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you went from from employee to vendor now, right? Like you're, yeah. you're just there doing it on your own. So you pretty much still work for them, right? Just a different relationship, a better relationship, I think, for you, right? Absolutely. Um, I love that. So now that we're talking about your business, I am curious. So you actually stopped doing graphic design work like it almost sounds like when people think of a graphic designer or it, people who will do design work I'm thinking you were working with clients to build their website and to make billboards or whatever people do right to make design work right but mm -hmm. you went and started teaching so that's an interesting pivot right so you don't you're not actually doing the work anymore now you're teaching people how to go into that industry so I'm, I'm actually am still doing the work um, okay. I believe in okay. being a practitioner uh, of what you're teaching. So I'll never stop doing the work. Yes. The volume and the the time that I dedicate to do client work, mm -hmm. um, I want to try to pivot and shift and be more into the teaching aspect. Yes. Um, but I do think it's really important to stay relevant and to keep on doing that. So for the right fit, the right type of client, yeah. I absolutely still do design services because I think um, I need to be Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? 
Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, in, in that field. For sure. Right, right. Like, because, you know, things change so fast. So you can't just rest on, oh, I know what I'm doing from a year ago. No, new right. technology, things change, styles yeah. change too, right? I, I want to share that. with you, um, everybody watching, I want to share with you the website because you're probably wondering, where can I go? Where can I go? So uh, we usually do this at the end, but I'm, I'm going to do it now. You can go to www.awesomedesignacademy.com. And I'm actually going to share, if you don't mind, I will actually share the website right now for everyone to see. So this is the website. When I went to it, um, the very first thing I noticed is how clean the design is. So I, I really appreciate your design, I guess, aesthetic, right? Oh, so you guys you. have a really nice, clean lines. Mm -hmm. I love the color scheme. I love the, the pops of color. Um, and so tell us, tell us about the website. I know I'm scrolling through it, but, um, how did it come to you? How do you do this? Like, like, oh, like a, a, a method to this? <laughs> Absolutely. So first of all, the, the thing that's important for people to know is I think people need to understand what graphic design is. Cause I think some people think like, oh, it's just like making logos and a business card and website, but really uh, graphic design is, uh, problem solving, visual problem solving for a particular audience. And so it's really like, how do I communicate a message uh, to either persuade somebody, sell, market, inform? How do I visually show that? And so that's why I believe it's such a powerful avenue because almost everybody needs to communicate a message visually. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, it doesn't matter uh, what your job title is or what type of company it is, what type of organization. Everyone is going to need graphic design to help elevate uh, their, their, their communication at some point. And so the more that you can visually problem solve in a way that's very, you know, aesthetically pleasing, the more that you can bring people in to read your messaging, uh, that's what I'm trying to empower people to learn as well. And this site is basically allowing people who are in the earlier stages of learning design, uh, more so like beginners, who are either aspiring designers or are just working professionals that want to add design uh, to their uh, list of skills that they have to help them elevate in their job or in their business or whatever they're doing. I want to be able to help those people understand that uh, this is a vehicle that you can use. It's great to have digital skills in this day and age so that you can be flexible in the way that you work. You can work uh, in an office. You can work from your couch. You can work from the beach. This is a digital type of skill where you don't have to necessarily be in a certain place to do it. You can serve clients from all over the world. You can go into different specialties. So maybe you'll learn, you'll go into web design or maybe you'll go into UX design. But it really is a very broad field that gives people a lot of flexibility and 
just from my experiences and uh, opportunities over my lifetime of my career so far, I know how much it's elevated me. So I want to be able to help people now experience that as well. And so if you come to this site, hopefully uh, you'll be able to see the different classes and programs that will rotate in and out. Uh, they'll change. Uh, but right now, the upcoming one is Project Pack. So that's actually teaching you the design process, how you actually go from an idea to a finished product. And so things like that, learning about design process, design principles, learning about software, all those different type of things are things that will help you be able to be successful in this career. Okay. And are these classes um, asynchronous? Can people take them on their own time? So I'm working up to that. Right now, these are actually live. Um, okay. I, That's yeah. what I saw starts October 9th, and I'm like, hold on. Are we, like, meeting on a Zoom or something? What's going on? Yeah, it's actually going to be live. So I'm going to give live support. It's going to be uh, daily emo prompts to help you get through it. But it's actually going to be going, taking a actual project and going through it from start to finish. So if you're a person who already has a bit of design experience, you already have some software, but you're not really sure what to do with it. You're not really, uh, you don't really have a lot of experience uh, with projects. Maybe you have a portfolio that you want to build or you want to add some more to it. Uh, this is a great way to not only go through an entire project from start to finish, but to also learn a process that's going to empower you um, to get better results, to make better design decisions, to learn how to talk to clients, to learn how to really pull out your ideas. Because you have to make choices. Like you have to know, I want to use this font, I want to use this color, but it shouldn't be a guess. It should be a process. It should be strategic the way that you go through this and understand how you actually solve a visual problem. And so this is what this course is going to help you to do, is to really understand the design process so that you can solve problems uh, with confidence. I love that. And I like how it says, are you ready to make the pact? <laughs> yes, project pact. So we're making a pact to make sure that we work through this together yeah. and we see it all the way through to the end. I love it. I love it. So for those of y'all watching, go to awesomedesignacademy.com. Go ahead and please sign up if you're interested to learn more about going into the graphic design business. But, you know, one of the things I, I just want to point out is that, you know, this work that you do, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur is tough. Okay. So I, I have to confess I have tried and it's just like, I can't, I don't even know what it is. Maybe it's because I have kids. I don't know what it is. See, I'm not going <laughs> to excuses on again. And it's just like scary. It's super, super scary. But can I tell you something? I feel a shift has happened in me and it, and I don't know what it is, but I think for some people, you know, you start to see the signs, right? You start to see things and you start to, maybe you start to notice the thing that's pushing you more than you may have noticed it before. And I have to say that you pushed me a little bit. So when people say that, that they push people, it's like, you don't even know who's going to push you. So as I was doing just a little bit of research about you for the show, I was like in tears watching this. So y'all, Hopefully you won't be in tears, but um, hopefully you'll be happy watching this. But this is a longer version of a video. I'm just going to show you a short clip of it. You can go and find Chanel on YouTube and watch the full, I think it's 10 minutes, right? But I'm just going to share a short clip and we'll be right back. You know, at the end of the day, uh, I just feel like you just have to keep going until you just can't anymore. Uh, and at the end of the day, my biggest thing was uh, I need to have peace of mind. And peace of mind is underrated, but as you get older, that thing ain't no joke. Peace of mind is serious. Like you need 
to have peace with your decisions. You need to know that, hey, even if I did this and it didn't work out, I know that I tried. I know that I made my best attempt and I'll just move on from there. But uh, not having peace in your mind, that can really affect you day to day. It can really jack you up. So you know what you're supposed to do. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who this is for. I always say a little prayer, uh, you know, like, Lord, help me to help someone else in a bigger, small way today. So I don't know if anybody's going to look at this or a lot of people. I don't know. Maybe it's just for me. But uh, if, if, if this message is for you and you've been sitting on a decision for a long time, but you keep hearing that small voice in the back of your head, it's like, when are you going to do this? Uh, how long are you going to wait? How many more excuses are you going to make up in your mind? You know? How many more days do you need? What kind of signal do you need? You need another sign? You need a, you know, a bluebird to fly across you? You need to go through 10 traffic lights with the green light to get the sign? There's really no sign. It's just you making a decision and you having uh, faith, whether that's in God or yourself, whatever you believe in, that, that you can do it. Oh, I love this video, by the way. Oh, my God. Thank you. And this part of the video where you're just like, just do it. You don't wait for Bluebird <laughs> or the traffic light or whatever, you know. I just love it. And, you know, can I just say you, you're you so inspiring with the work that you're doing. And so, you know, this is really truly the reason why we invited you to be a hero today. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions. I have spent so much time unpacking this design business. <laughs> I don't even ask you any hero questions. So I apologize. Let's go ahead and, like, go on script now. So we're calling you the power up hero of design. What does being the hero of design mean to you? Yeah, well, I would have to admit first that it was difficult for me, difficult for me to first even look at myself as a hero because I'm always trying to like toe the line between like ego and humility. Um, so, but I realized that, uh, yeah, I, I do believe I'm a hero in design because I have been able to help people take their ideas and manifest them into like reality. And I think that's a really powerful thing to be able to create something out of nothing. And that's why I even had this creator t-shirt on because I am a creator. And let me stand up, there you go. You yeah, I was gonna say, ooh, I love that. Let's spotlight you so everyone can see it. Let's see it, let's see yeah, it. Yeah, this is my creator t-shirt that I created as well. Ooh. I like to create my own clothes sometimes too, you know, create everything. Um, but yeah, I think that being able to take someone like someone's idea, uh, someone's visual problem that they're trying to communicate and be able to, even if they're not sure the direction they want to go in, but they can just give me like just a few insights. I can see into what they need and I can help them create that thing, make it real. Mm -hmm. And that's been a really, uh, big blessing, I think, to, to, to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's a heroic thing, honestly, because I think a lot of people want to communicate visually, but they just, they don't know how. It's like, it's like me trying to like paint the walls in my house and like figure out some decor. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. There's people for that. People who were gifted the brain of interior design. They need a company, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know that. And they're heroes, right? So we're all, we all show up as heroes to other people when we show up as our true selves, when we, when we bring our skills and we bring them to the table and we, we, we put our all into it, right? So if you put your all into your talents and your skills and your abilities, you become a hero for other people because then you're serving them your gift, right? Absolutely. Um, so we're calling you the power of hero of design. Imagine yourself in a maybe a Marvel or a DC comic and you're standing there. I don't know what costume you're wearing, whatever it is. I'm holding my pen. I'm like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, holding your pen, <laughs> holding your pen or your mouse, whatever it is you use. You got your shirt on, create a shirt, right? And uh, what is your superpower? So if you are on this scene we've created, what's the superpower that we're saying we want because we want to be power up heroes of design? Yeah, I'm flying through the air with my laptop in hand and the light bulb over my head. And I am definitely, uh, my superpower is definitely creativity. So I'm just shooting it out of people because... Um, once I get in my mind that I'm going to create something, like it's going to be created. I got that. I'm the Virgo. So, uh, anybody Virgos in the house, you, you know how we are, it can be sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that being able to create, uh, is my superpower, um, being able to visualize it in my mind and then make it real. And I think that a lot of people actually have the superpower, but they don't know that because some people say I'm not a creative person because I can't draw, I can't do this or that. Uh, but creativity is basically just being able to create something. So if you've ever had to go in your pantry and you didn't have anything in, in to feed your kids and you only had about three or four things and you put something together that they could eat, you were being creative. You created something. If you ever put together a crazy outfit or you have uh, written something that was uh, you know, a short story, there's lots of ways that you can be creative. It's not always about uh, being able to draw or paint or anything like that. Um, and so I think we all have that power that we can tap into uh, if, we, if we recognize that. Ooh, you just like nailed that. Like as though this was an audition for Marvel. <laughs> Marvel's looking for a person with superpowers. They need to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Oh my gosh. Like, Thank if you. If you were to write a book about the power of pure design, that would be like the, the definition of what creativity is. And I love the definition that is just everyone is creative. However, it is that you're figuring things out, right? That's right. You're being innovative and you're just pulling ideas from wherever you are being creative. I love it so much. Okay, so um, one of the other things we do on this show is a fun thing that we like to call Fast Five Finger Favorites. And mm -hmm. I actually have a little clip before we get started. Yes, everybody watching right now, we're so excited to be here on the Power Up Hero Show. We are celebrating our Power Up Hero of Design, Chanel Wheeler. And so this is the part of the show where you get to be a part of the show. We're going to be asking Chanel the fast five finger favorites questions. And our first question for Chanel is, what is your favorite book? What do you like to read? Uh, I would have to say, and I'm terrible at these type of questions, but I think I'm ready this time. Uh, so I would have to say The Alchemist. That's just a classic book. Yeah. Paolo. Oh my gosh. Yes. The Alchemist. Oh my gosh. You know what's funny is everybody loves The Alchemist, by the way. I think not everybody. Why do I say it like that? But I feel like a lot of people do. Yeah. And just yesterday, I was listening to somebody else speak in another event, like on a webinar. And they also said that, that one of their favorite books was The Alchemist. So boom, awesome. the book's following me. Got to read it again. Love it. What is your favorite movie or what do you like to watch? Oh, man. Um, I love to watch cooking shows and I um, definitely like to eat while I'm watching cooking shows. So that might be weird. But um, I guess my favorite movie might be 300 just because I've watched it so many times. Uh, yeah. And that, but I just think it's a great warrior story and just a story about how uh, even if you're a smaller, smaller in size, you can still defeat that enemy at the end. Uh, so I, I love that movie. 
I do too. Sparta, right? This oh my nice. gosh, yeah. I love it. What is your favorite song? What do you like to listen to? Oh man, okay, this is difficult because I I live and breathe music too. I believe I don't know if I have a favorite song, but I know I have a hype song. Like when I'm down, it helps me get up. When I'm excited, it helps me feel even more excited. But I love International Players Anthem uh, by UGK featuring Outkast uh, because that's just like that beat just drops so hard and you yeah. just no matter what you just kind of want to rock to it. So yeah, You're just like boom, everybody stop. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I like that song because it is actually a sample from an old school song called I Choose You from Willie Hutch. And I really okay. love old school music because once I found out that most of the stuff that we're listening to is sampled and I went to the original, I was like, oh, this stuff is actually even better than what I was listening to. So I'm really an old soul, really love old school music. But if I had to pick a song, it probably would be the International Players Anthem for sure. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how nowadays, I guess kids don't know, when, when I hear the beat, instantly I know what song that is, old school. But then I think the kids nowadays don't know because they don't know those songs. So it's kind of like, hold on, I can't like this song because I know this song in a different way, you know? <laughs> it's all getting older. I'm like, I must be getting old now. So I'm like, that ain't a real song. You kind of yes, know the history. Yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah. I know. Even stuff like like uh, today in the car, my husband was talking about like the monsters. There's the monsters theme music was mashed with something else, and it's like just um, can't enjoy the song anymore because it's like the monsters, you know. I know. <laughs> this is how our parents felt. I'm sure when we probably. were mad, they were probably mad at us too. So I guess it's probably. just generational thing. Yeah. Yeah. So funny you brought that up. Okay. Now, what is your favorite quote, or what do you like to say? Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll give you both. Uh, so my favorite, it's not a quote, but it's a scripture. Uh, Proverbs 4, 7. Now, wisdom is the principal thing. And with all that getting, get understanding. So the reason why I love that is because I really felt if people listened to understand, if people really sought to actually understand each other uh, and not be so judgmental, not feel like you're a know-it-all or everything, especially even in the things that you believe in most, like to just be open-minded to know that you don't know all the answers, but you're always seeking understanding. I feel like that would be a thing that could help humanity a lot if we just had that in mind. So that is what I'm always trying to seek is understanding and just being open-minded and just learning every day. So that is my scripture. But my own personal mantra that I always say is keep it moving, like just keep it moving. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For real. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like it's like energy, right? You just got, you can't stop, right? Yeah. You can take, you can go a little slower if you need to, but just don't stop. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Even if you just have to crawl, it's okay. You, yes, can take a break, yes. you can take a pit stop, but keep it moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it moving. I love that a lot. Oh, loving this. Now I'm going to ask you about how you wake up to power up. So as the yeah. power up hero of design, how do you throw those covers off? How do you meet the day? How do you get maximum energy to be the heroic person you are? Yeah, that's a great question. 
So number one, I always put my phone alarm in a different room so that I actually have to get up uh, because uh, you know that commercial of the Folgers, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Sometimes the best part of waking up is going back to sleep because you just, you're just going to go to sleep. And so I like to snooze a lot, but in order for me not to snooze, I put my phone in a whole different room. So it makes me have to wake up and go turn it off. And once I'm standing up, uh, you know, I, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll just continue my day. But I also like to say a quick prayer, thank, thank God for a new day, uh, or be like, man, this helped me to get through this day, or, or, you know, whatever anxieties or things I'm feeling, I just kind of release all that in the morning. Um, and then from there, you know, get ready and have a, a really good breakfast and then keep it moving. Pretty simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not so simple. Sounds like you got a plan, right? Like, okay, I made the plan the night before to put the phone here. <laughs> yes, it's so important. Yeah. Because if I put that phone right next to me, yeah, it's going to be not good. So. Snoozing, snoozing, snoozing. Yeah. Oh, my God. So <laughs> let me tell you how I stopped snooze. There's a book. Have you read the book Eat, Move, Sleep? No, but I've heard of it and I need to read that. Okay, you need to read it. It's not even yeah. like a big, huge book to read. It's like it's like, it's like a reference book is what I kind of call it. And in the book, um, Tom Rath is the author. He talks about how when you snooze, so this is what made me like stop snoozing. When you are asleep and then you're woken up by the alarm, right? So if you don't naturally wake up, you wake up by the alarm and you're awake. You're going to be awake regardless, right? The alarm woke you up. For you to be conscious enough to turn it off and snooze, you are awake. If you right. snooze, those eight minutes turn into an hour of good sleep that you've lost. So each time you're snoozing, you're losing the benefits of sleep that you had when you were asleep. Does that make sense? That's interesting. Oh, I know. So there's research on this apparently. And so each time you snooze and then you go back to sleep, you're actually killing the sleep that you already had. So just mm -hmm. wake up. <laughs> Man, but you know yeah. what? the best I feel like the best sleep that I get is actually when I snooze like oh. that 20 minutes that I snooze I'm like in a really deep sleep like dreaming and everything I'm just oh like, like a power oh. nap like a yeah. power nap but I was like I need oh. to wake up because I, I gotta wake up okay <laughs> well whatever yeah so I think like every human is different right we all yeah, have to balance yeah. but that's the one thing that made me when I read the book and he said that I thought oh my gosh you know okay I'm not gonna ruin my good sleep by snoozing exactly. So, um, yeah. Okay, perfect. So now that we answered that question, there's another question we like to ask our Power Up Heroes, and it's about hacks. We like to power up our time. We're all about understanding that time is a limited resource. And so how do you stay productive? How do you live this heroic life by maximizing on your time? Yeah, so I'm not sure who, who uh, originated this technique. I'm sure it's come from a lot of different people, but... I think time blocking your schedule is like really important. And when I say time blocking, I mean like hour by hour, not just like a checklist, like I need to do these three things today, but I actually write it out in my sketchbook, which I have a million of those. Um, I actually say morning and I'd say, uh, and I actually name the day so that if it was a Tuesday, I'll say, this is terrific Tuesday. And I'll put the, the date next to it. And then I'll say morning from 7 a.m. to 12 noon. These are the things that I'm going to do. And I actually have the, each hour and I write in the hour what I'm going to do. And I kind of block those things off, whether it's meetings or uh, reading or uh, building out a course or doing client work, whatever that is. 
Then when it comes to noon to one, I say break, lunch, I do that. Now, I'm not saying I follow it every time, but this is what I write down. I try my best to follow it. Yeah. And then I do the same for the afternoon. I time block that out as well. And then once I wrote, wrote all that stuff down, I try to just go ahead and repeat that in my Google calendars and my Google tasks. I try to make myself remind myself multiple times about the same thing so that I don't have any excuse for not getting this thing done. Yes. So I just need a lot of visual reminders, but I think writing it down and being really, really specific to the hour of what you're trying to do, you may not always hit those goals exactly, but I think it'll help keep you on track a little bit. Cause it's almost like a game. Like, can I get this done in this three block hour of time? And if you do, it feels really great. And if you don't, then you just carry it over to the next day or, you know, reprioritize. I love that. And then it also might be helpful to see how long it takes you to do things, right? Right. I know, like, I do the time blocking, and you don't realize how long it takes to do something that you think takes five minutes. Takes an hour, y'all, okay? So, like, yes. in your head, I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. It's an hour later. And because you, if you didn't time block, then you're kind of, like, thinking that it took you five minutes even after you're done. But it actually took you an hour. So. Absolutely. And I'm almost always wrong about how long I think someone's going to take. I yeah. totally agree. This is only going to take an hour and it took three hours. But I think we have to also give yourself grace and not beat yourself up if you don't hit that time uh, period. Because a lot of times we get stressed out because we impose these like rules on ourselves, And it's really just something you made up. So if you made it up, you can also change it as long yes. as you know. There's activity yeah. like, hey, I'm, it's my it's my world. This is my life. Let's yeah, I create time. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And that's true power. You know, when you're thinking about being a hero with powers, that is true power. Now, I neglected our fans. We have some awesome fans that we're watching. We have Raymond Chong, who is a power up hero as well. We have all the heroes here today. Hey. Awesome creators. So I think that was when you shared your shirt, which Thank by you. the way, can people buy your shirts? Can we buy your designs? They sure can. They can go to creative venting. So that's creative. And then the word venting, B-E-N-T-I-N-G.com. And you can get this shirt. You can rock it with me. Yeah. So this is your, you are, oh, are you, so you're an Etsy. Yes. I love Etsy creators. That's just where you go to find all the awesome stuff. I agree. So I'm going to grab the link for everyone. So it's creativeventing.com, right? Yep. So I'm, if you don't mind, everyone, I'm just going to put it in the chat. So you can go there immediately if you want and get your purchases on. So you can also be creative. Venting creativity. She's venting creativity into the shirts. <laughs> into the designs and then we also have um some awesome people we also have leticia who was talking about um old school new school fusion that's when we're that's talking right. about our music and then yes original is always the best and by oh. the way tracy reverend tracy is here and so reverend tracy thank you so much for joining us on the show i think the scripture that you shared was definitely one of a favorite too so that's amazing that's amazing. And then Leticia is a PMP time scheduler. Time scheduler. I love that. Um, yeah. So I'm super excited that we were able to unpack that now not only do you have this 
design skill that you teach people. You also teach people. So you um, you teach people how to do design. But now you're creating a clothing line. So now we unpack that <laughs> also. So super excited to like unpack all these layers. But isn't that what the entrepreneur life is anyway? Like you're supposed to be creating all these multiple streams, right? So that way, you know, you, you have all these outlets to be able to find opportunity. You never know what's going to stick, right? So you just, you know, keep building with what as your creativity grows. I agree. I think it's definitely uh, not for the faint at heart. I don't think that uh, everyone is meant to be an entrepreneur. I don't think it's anything wrong with having a job or working for someone else. But I do think everyone is meant to be a creator and an owner. So you need to own something, um, whether it's a piece of stock or uh, your own T-shirt or something or your own property or something. But I think it's a great feeling to know that you own something, whatever that may be. It doesn't have to be a business. But if you are going to be an entrepreneur, uh, you just have to be uh, used to uh, sometimes organized chaos, being able to adapt, change. And I'm definitely still learning a lot. I'm only one year in on the second run. So yeah. I definitely have a lot to learn. But uh, it's been a great journey so far. And like in that video, I said, I have peace of mind. And that's what is most important. Yes, that peace of mind. I don't know if you listen to the TED Radio Hour podcast. I am addicted to it. And this week we're talking about heartache. And there's one where there's one interview where they're talking about how you can actually get a heart attack from the anxiety of not going with, you know, what you want to do, right? So you keep disappointing yourself, like, you can give yourself heartache, you know, people, you know, they say you died of a broken heart or whatever it is, right? Like, you can give yourself a, a heartache, and actually have physical symptoms that you go to the doctor for because you are not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Anyway, if you listen to the TED Radio Hour, go listen to it. It's super amazing. It's a podcast that I love. And this week has really made me realize that everything that we're doing in our lives, whatever is brought to our docket, whatever, you know, God said, hey, this is what your life is supposed to be. This is your blueprint. When you go against that, it's going to manifest physically in your body and it's not going to be good, right? It's going to start showing up as anxiety as actually they were talking to a cardiologist and the cardiologist was saying you're going to have heart issues because of this emotion your emotions are that strong your body is that strong that you can just manifest all these issues that don't even exist because you know your emotions are taking over so anyway go on and on about that (laughs) but um, but yeah I like how you've taken that leap Mm -hmm. and um and it's freeing it feels like yes you have more peace and and more calm in terms of the life that you're living So with that, we ask you the ultimate question, which is to be a visionary. So one of the quotes that I've read that you like to share is your vision will cost you something, but it will pay you so much more. So I want to ask you to imagine your vision five to 10 years from now or wherever your vision is taking you. And I Mm -hmm. want you to tell us what you see. Wow. Yeah. So I think, uh, I envision uh, myself hopefully still uh, out here in these entrepreneurial streets doing my thing. Uh, But I would like to expand Awesome Design Academy to be uh, another option for people to learn, another alternative. Uh, I would like to see it bigger, adding more teachers to it, adding more uh, courses and curriculum, being able to reach communities who may not be aware, uh, especially the ones that are um, maybe underprivileged or people who look like me who really aren't aware of this career field in general, uh, to be able to give them the opportunity to learn about this stuff. And really just anyone who wants to have a digital career, they're able to uh, learn about design and see if it's something that can help them get to their personal and professional freedom. 
And then as well, I would just like to be able to expand in business and be able be able to own and create a lot more. So maybe one day I'll have a, a building for Awesome Design Academy. I don't know, but I just want to be able to impact this curriculum uh, across the nation, across the world one day, and keep empowering people to uh, visualize their ideas, to make these uh, visual problems, bring solutions to these, to these visual problems, and to just be able to create uh, their own reality, because it is, it is possible to do that. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love how you said a building. Oh my gosh. And you know, we just, I, we saw your website earlier. So I see it. I totally see it. And I see if you had your, the name of your business is super amazing. Awesome Design Academy. It's so clear what the business is, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. I say the word awesome a lot. So I'll be like, what's that awesome, right? So I want to go there, whatever that is. And then creative academy you're coming here to learn right so Absolutely. i love that we're going to be learning heroes when we go in there i love it and what i saw while you were talking was you continuing to do these online classes they're they're virtual classes as well where people can just physically do e-learning on their own mm -hmm. but i even saw like other people wanting to join you and maybe in that building they can build um, chapters or whatever that you can be a franchisee, right? In different cities, you could have awesome design academies in different cities. And remember when you started off as a student and you were yeah. going to learn in the industry, right? You could be like helping with that as well, right? So you could take over the world with design. I totally I'm, saw I'm that. Write this down, just yeah. This is this no, is really no. That's just thinking like, <laughs> wow. I totally see that. And hello. We're making this movie for you, okay? Where you're going to be shooting creativity at everybody. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So want to remind everybody that we are here with the amazing Chanel Wheeler. Chanel, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely go visit awesomedesignacademy.com. Uh, scroll all the way down to the bottom and sign up for that newsletter so you can get updates about the things that we'll be teaching. Uh, you can... Uh, Follow me on Instagram at Awesome Design Academy. And you could just connect with me on LinkedIn if you want. Just look up Chanel Wheeler and uh, we can connect. And you're there. And I'm just sharing the website right now. And I'm scrolling all the way down like you said. So I'm doing it for y'all. Okay. So now you saw me doing it. The vision is there for you. Do it. <laughs> and then I guess here's where we put our email address and we subscribe. There's the, the Facebook and the um the Instagram. So if you wanted to, uh, well, I guess the Instagram would be your business's Instagram. So yes. um, they can probably find you that way though. But um, yes. So go to awesomedesignacademy.com to connect with our amazing power up hero of design. Thank you so much, Chanel Wheeler. It's truly been a pleasure having you on the show today. And I hope you make today a powered up day. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow, we really had an amazing time celebrating so much. I was trying to learn, y'all. So here was I trying to host a show, but at the same time forgetting that I'm hosting a show, okay? So sorry that we didn't get to all the hero questions, but I think we got some really great insight into what it's like to work in the design business, right? So it's not what you think. It's not just graphic designers in front of their computers, you know, shooting creative and, you know, visual stuff to us. It could be teaching as well, right? So I loved that. And actually, I love how we were taught that we are creative when we decide to make dinner and there's nothing in the fridge or whatever it is that you decide to pull together. You are being creative and you are being a designer, a designer of your life. So we are all creative.
So if you want to find out more about the Power Up Hero that we just interviewed, go to our podcast page, which is powerUpHero.org. Again, that website is powerUpHero.org. And if you know a role model in our community who deserves to be featured on the show, please go again to our website and nominate them, www.PowerUpHero.org. Be sure to subscribe to the Power Up Hero Show wherever you are watching or wherever you are listening. So we're talking about YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, LinkedIn, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can ask Alexa to play the Power Up Hero Show for you. And I also want to give a huge shout out to Verbal. I've been getting a lot of love from this this, podcast. podcast platform verbal so they literally featured me in their email newsletter they recently featured me on their homepage because they've tagged me as their diversity equity and inclusion ambassador and uh, this week we're actually talking about october all things october and we're talking about creating a more inclusive halloween so get on verbal and catch some of our jedi episodes about justice equity diversity and inclusion as they relate to Halloween. Let's be inclusive this Halloween. So we hope that you are educated. We hope you are inspired. And we hope that you are encouraged to be a power up hero, not only for the community that you serve, but for the teams that you serve with, for your family and friends, for your career, and most importantly, for yourself. Because this world needs more heroes than ever before. I hope you make today a powered up day.